Welcome to Outside Inside Radio, which is brought to you by Prison Arts Collective. Prison Arts Collective is founded on the belief that art is a human right and is dedicated to bringing the transformative power of the arts to people experiencing incarceration. Our collaborative teaching teams include faculty, students, and staff, and our classes include making art, art history, reflection, and the cultivation of a safe space. We're based in the School of Art and Design at San Diego State University and have additional chapters at three CSU campuses. Prison Arts Collective is a project of California Transformative Arts, an initiative of the California Arts Council and the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. Outside Inside Productions are a way to communicate with our participants and with the wider public through video and other media as an extension of our distance learning project created in response to COVID-19. Hi everyone, welcome. My name is Ella Turen and I am one of your co-hosts of Outside Inside Radio. And I'm Kathy Foley-Meyer, the other co-host. And we are here today with Belle Phelan, who is an artist and has a lot to share with us today about all the things that she's been up to. And we're really excited to have you here today. Welcome to the show, Belle. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Belle, you consider yourself a writer. Can you tell us a little bit about um, how you started on your writing journey? Where do you get your inspiration from? Um, And also, what kind of writing do you do? So I was actually really creative as a child. Um, It was very musical. I was playing musical instruments and then singing all through high school. So I think I've always been a little creative, Um, but I was never really a writer. I was raised in a space where someone else did the writing. And so I wasn't encouraged to write. I was encouraged to be musical. I was good at English. And so I've always been a voracious reader. Um, And so really writing was a natural component of that, right? But I just didn't, never would have considered myself a writer until um, I was in prison this last time. And um, here in Colorado, the University of Denver has a prison arts initiative. And so the first course at my prison was a course called Writing the Breath. And over a 12-week program. Each week we focused on a different kind of breathing and some meditation and then some writing associated with that um, maybe it was a poem that week or whatever the instructor brought in, we were then, our homework was to write about that. And so over the course of that program, my facilitator really loved my writing and every piece I submitted, she encouraged and just really raved about. And then at the end of it, at the end of the course, we put together sort of an anthology and each of us I think there ended up being like 12 or 15 of us in the class, got to pick a couple of pieces to put in this anthology. And then once that sort of got around the prison, a lot of people were coming to me about, oh my gosh, you're such a good writer. And it really sort of birthed a, oh, I am good at that. (laughs) Oh, you know, and so I just started really exploring that. And I started journaling every day and I had sort of, I'd really been working on myself when I was in prison. And writing was a big part of that and being able to say whatever things I needed to say and get out whatever I needed to get out. And I'm sure anyone that's inside knows we don't always get the mental health care we need and you have to be really self-motivated to get what you need. And so for me, 
I had some correspondence, mental health with people and therapists who cared about me. And so each week we were writing back and forth. So I was doing a lot of writing. And so it just sort of naturally progressed. And the more feedback I got on my writing, the more comfortable I felt with it. And hopefully the better I got. And then also um, they brought in a newspaper into the prison. And so DU has a statewide newspaper. And so I started writing for the paper and getting lots and lots of positive feedback on my articles from the newspaper. And so it just really um, helped my self-confidence. And I really felt like, oh, I do like doing this. So I tend to write not so much poetry, prose, stories, um, a lot of nonfiction. I recently did a class called Tell It Slant, which was a creative nonfiction class. And I really explored some really cool stuff. I'm really excited about the anthology piece I'm publishing. And all of my writing is based on things that have happened to me. And when you read a piece, you might not know that it is about me. Like I'm not clear about that, but I'm providing a space. I'm providing a canvas that maybe someone else can put themselves into and experience some emotions, some feelings, some color. Um, and then later after the fact, someone will be like, was that about you? Yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> You're like, surprise. <laughs> well, it's been therapeutic, right? Like how much can we get out as we're writing? So that's how it started. So what are some of the things that the writing has taught you about yourself? Oh, I would say the writing has helped me to really explore. Um, as a child, I really struggled with worth issues. Um, I'm an adopted child. And so now we realize that adoption creates a lot of trauma for a child. But back in the 70s, that wasn't a thing. Um, and so it's really allowed me to forgive my adopted parents and recognize that they were doing the best they could with what they had. And it wasn't what I needed, but they're human too, right? And so being able to write about those experiences and be able to write about some of the things that happened to me lets me parent that child that I get to give myself the nurturing that I needed as a child and didn't get. I've been able to heal some things that never got done in therapy, never got done. Like just, I ha wasn't ready to do the work yet. And so once I was ready to do the work, writing enabled me to do that and gave me the space to do it. So are there writers that you, you know, read regularly or admire or consider to be your inspirations? Um, you know what? I read literally anything I can get my hands on. Like if I'm reading for pleasure, I'm reading some fiction and I like some history and I like some drama and I like some action. And as a child, I was reading Willa Cather and Jane Austen and, you know, the classics. And I still love that. Um, I like descriptive. I'm passionate about transformation, right? So like The Alchemist, that's so transformative. And so anything that's about transformation, anything that's about recognizing the hard work, but at the end, there's something magical waiting, but you've got to go through the work to do it, right? So I love things like that. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about, so that's, that's the impact that it's had on you, but what have you observed the impact has been on other folks? Anytime that you're behind the barbed wire and you're seen, 
right? Whether that's virtually, right? Whether that's just your words, whatever that is, when all of a sudden you're no longer a number, right? You're a person with a name, with an experience that changes it. Because if you've been inside, you know what it's like to not get any mail, to feel warehoused, forgotten, abandoned. Like I always say, if you didn't go to prison with abandonment issues, you're going to leave with some, right? That's just, that's just how incarceration works. Um, and so having the ability to see something you wrote in a class, in a newspaper, hear about it on a website. Um, here in Colorado, we can't see websites, <laughs> but to know that it's out there. You're no longer a faceless number. You're a person. You're a human being who's had an experience. And it shifts your brain, or at least it did for me, that, oh, I do matter. Oh, my crime doesn't define me. Oh, the fact that I'm a felon isn't all I will ever be. It starts to shift the mind, right? That's why programming is so important. And I know not everybody inside wants to do programming. I, I've heard it. I know. But if you're ready to do the work, you've got time to work on you. You've got nothing but time. And if you can really work on yourself, no matter the length of your sentence, you're worth investing in. And if you can recognize that, the people around you see what you're doing. And they might never say anything to you, but they'll be like, oh, if he or she can do it, maybe I can too. And so you can see transformation happening around you with something as simple as doing some writing or reading a book. How does that feel when you observe it, that transformation? It's magical, right? It's absolutely, it's that alchemy of transformation. And you see the light bulb come on. You see the little fire get kindled deep, deep down inside where they didn't even know it lived anymore. And you get to watch them bloom. That is so magical. That's so powerful. I wonder if you could talk about your experience with programs. And so obviously you, you were able to write inside, um, but there are lots of other things that it sounds like you did. And did those things translate from the inside to the outside? So for me, they did. Um, I don't know what it's like in other states, but here in Colorado, they're, I'm sure everywhere, reentry is the new thing, right? And it's taking inside, helping people be as prepared as possible for release, right? And then on that journey of release, right? What they're going to go through, what they're going to need, and then supporting them. I mean, I literally moved out of the halfway house yesterday. It's a big step and I, I feel a responsibility. So when I left prison, I was in prison for my second time. I didn't learn everything I needed to the first time. It happens. It's okay. Um, but while I was there the second time, I really focused on what do I need to do to not do this anymore? Like, who do I want to be? Okay, my past was crappy. Traumatic things happened. They happen to everybody. How am I going to deal with it? Right. And so I made those choices. And so while I was inside, um, like I took cosmetology. So I left with a cosmetology license. I had a whole new career and job waiting for me when I got out. Um, I did a program called Defy. Um, Defy is amazing. And they also have a strong reentry support. Well, I got lucky enough that when I got out and they saw what I was doing, they offered me a job. 
And I was in their program, you know, so they knew me. I mentioned the uh, University of Denver Prison Arts Initiative, same thing. When I got out and they saw what I was doing, they offered me a job, right? So I'm now getting to work with the newspaper people that I once wrote for. It doesn't always happen. There's also an organization called The Realness Project. They teach um, communication skills inside. Um, it's called The Art of Being Human, and it's all about being vulnerable and being open and learning how to communicate better, right? Because we didn't go to prison because we know how to communicate, right? And it just doesn't work like that. We need to learn how to do that. So again, same thing. I get out of prison. I'm now developing their graduate program. I am so grateful. And all of these organizations I met inside doing programming. And that's not to say that every organization is going to be able to do that. But you never know until you try. And you never know what else you might get out of programming. So it's cool. Um, and I know there in California, you guys are going to be familiar with the Prison Journalism Project. Well, I'm also now working with them. <laughs> so I do outreach with them. And it's so cool to be able like, to help develop other writers, develop other people with whatever their art might be. I mean, I might have a preference for writers, but there's just so many cool things going. And I think finally, right, so many prison systems and so many people are recognizing that the war on drugs wasn't working. We're incarcerating way too many people and way too many people of color. And it's time to start turning things around. And we have to do that together, right? Like one person can't do it. One community can't do it. We have to work together no matter our culture, our race, our gender, our class. It doesn't matter. We're impacting huge numbers of communities that need their moms and dads and children. And most people are going to go home. Not everybody's going to be in prison for forever. I want to give them a chance. And that's so powerful to know that I think, you know, there's plenty of people who can be skeptical about these programs, um, but it's clear that they work, they reduce recidivism, and they offer folks a chance to, you know, that, that what you're talking about, what you were talking about earlier about being introspective and really taking that time to think about who you are, what, who you want to be, that's not easy work. Um, and it's very, you, I'm sure you can attest to that. And sometimes it's really hard to do that on your own, to be able to have partners and folks who care enough to part participate in that journey, share in that journey is also very powerful. Well, no one can do it alone. Right. And it doesn't like, at least for me, my adopted family was toxic. So I wasn't going to get anything. I haven't had contact with them on purpose for decades and that's healthiest for me. But when you make that choice, right, and for whatever reason you end a relationship with your family, most people don't get that, right? If you're really trying to change your life and you really want something different and you're the kid that didn't fit in, well, it's okay to be who you really are, whatever that is. But at some point, somebody, lots of somebodies, have to step up and say that, right? And say, you know what, I had to make this choice and yes, it was hard. I didn't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving and Christmas for years. And it was lonely. But it was the most healthy thing for me. And people have to decide their own comfort level. But it's okay to change your life. And if you're in a space where you can, and maybe it's writing, maybe it's dance, maybe it's theater. It could be anything, right? Maybe it's working out. Maybe it's CrossFit. There's a something there that will feed your soul 
you just got to find out what it is. Mm, absolutely. I understand also in your programming that you may have done an inside out exchange program, prison exchange program class. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So yes, I did the first inside out prison exchange program at La Vista Correctional Facility through CSU Pueblo, and it was a sociology course. And actually, DU just started doing an inside out. We just recently did um, an inside out prison exchange program through DU recently, and it's an amazing program. That's fabulous. And for those folks who may not know what Inside Out is, um, it's college classes that are taught in prisons with college students and incarcerated students at the same time. All sorts of subjects. So you took a class in sociology, but people have taught English literature. They've taught criminal justice. They've taught art, all sorts of things. And it's an international program. So it's exciting that you're a part of that. And I ask, of course, because um, I've taught Inside Out classes. Um, and uh, it's a program that's very close to my heart. And when you talk about this piece about transformation, like that's at the heart of it, what it really is about really bringing together people who might not ever cross paths to have conversations, to work on projects together, to really develop this understanding about the humanity that exists between us. Yeah, because you're right. I mean, how many people do we know? If you never knew someone who was in prison, you're going to make some assumptions about what kind of people... But the cool thing about the Inside Out program is you're putting people in place to like, it was so educational. Honestly, in some ways, I think more for the outside students, because until you've had a conversation with somebody, you don't necessarily realize that what you see on TV is not entirely accurate. It's not reality. <laughs> yeah, we seem to get most of our ideas about prison from two different areas. One is you know, the reality television sector, but also the our politics. It tends to be very sort of a binary, you know what I mean? So there's all these sort of distorted ideas and I don't want to put you on the spot, but I was curious if you had something that you would like to share with us. Um, as a matter of fact, yes, I do. I chose, so this actually is a piece I wrote um, in that very first writing the breath course. Um, and it's called Blossoming. So I wrote this in 2019. <sighs> okay. The blackness of the earth calls to me, soil that is fertile, a bog prolific with metamorphosis, growing ideas, transforming behaviors, giving birth to projects, creating alternate and abundant new opportunities for change. Black is the color of night, of darkness, of shadow. The embrace of the badlands as I descend into my psyche, spiraling downward to the spirit, entering the lower realms and removing pieces of myself that no longer fit. They never really fit, but seeking nurturance and acceptance and wanting to fit into the family I was adopted into, I portrayed the mask outwardly for so long that I am afraid of the damage that will be done within my soul if I wear it for a single millisecond longer. Who am I really? Who am I in the core of my being? Who do I desire to be? Removing the armament, the jewelry, the cloth, the facade that covers the reality underneath. I am breathless, so excited to discover the authentic me, the glorious one who is not afraid to become vulnerable shine my light and become a beacon of hope and proof that change is desirable. 
Good is an illusion, a trap designed to equate acceptance with acts you must perform to qualify. I am good enough simply by the virtue of existing. I have skills, gifts, innate talents that the world needs right now. Else, why would I have been created in the here and now, this time, this place in the universe, this turn of the wheel? Magic is in the friction. Just like an oyster needs a piece of sand to create a pearl of incomparable luster, I willingly step into the fire that is transformation, not knowing exactly who will come out of the other side of the ashes. Like the phoenix rising, reborn from the alchemy that is truth and self-acceptance. Wow. I thought you said you were a poet. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you're writing poetry. What do you mean you're not comfortable? That sounds like poetry to me. Absolutely. Wow, that was so beautiful and powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Because um, I know that it's very personal. But I, I just love the the agency that is woven that you you've woven throughout that about acknowledging your worth, acknowledging not only your past, but how you're bringing it into your future and like standing firm in who you are. It's just very, very powerful. I would love for folks to know um, what you've got up next, uh, you know, especially since, you know, you're embarking on a new journey in your life. And um, I imagine that writing is going to be a big part of that. It is. Um, so next on my journey. Uh, so like I said, I work for lots of organizations. So I'm super excited. Like I just, I'm in a space where I think I said, like, I feel a responsibility, like there will be other people behind me. Right. And I think it's important that I do things well. And I'm super excited. Like, I'm not sure we're at the full tipping point quite yet, but things are ripe for change. We have to do a better job of supporting our brothers and sisters as they come out of the barbed wire and making sure they have a soft landing and helping no matter how long they've been inside sort of readjust to life and recognize that normal isn't a thing, right? It's going to take you however long it's going to take you. And yeah, you're going to have to get uncomfortable and ask for some help, but there are people out here that want to help you, right? I want to be helping people who are coming out of prison. Um, I recognized that before I left prison. Um, and so I think what's up for me is luckily the people that I work for know that I work for other companies. They're all nonprofits that are willing to work together. So there's a spirit of camaraderie and collaboration, um, which is very creative. And we really, at the end of the day, it's about helping people who are coming out of prison and how do we do that? And so that's what I'm invested in. That's what I want to talk about. I want to change laws. I want to change the way halfway houses look. I want to change how many people we're incarcerating. We incarcerate far too many people. We're doing a whole lot of damage. And we have to, if I don't shine a light and say, here's what our experience was, nothing is ever going to change. So we have to shine a light and we have to be willing to be vocal and be out there. And it's scary sometimes, but it's worthwhile at the end of the day because it's going to help. Even if it just helps one person, that's worth it to me. Yeah. I love the idea that you are a support, you're building a support structure. You're part of a support structure for people coming out. It's like you're building your own family, so to speak. The one other thing I wanted to ask is, um, what would your message be to somebody who's inside? Maybe they haven't, maybe they want to take the leap to 
pull some creativity out of themselves, but they're not quite there yet, or maybe they're there and they're doing it. Like what would be your message as a writer and an artist and oh, to just keep doing it, right? Like we get, at least I did, right? I get so caught up in someone isn't going to like it. I'm not good enough, right? Whatever that inner critic in your head is, whoever's voice that is, whether it's a parent or whatever, right? You need to figure out who that critic is and you need to shush them, right? Because they're not doing you any favors. Um, we have to be brave and it's scary, but courage is about doing the thing that scares you. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be perfect, right? It's a practice. Whatever your art is, it's a practice and you keep practicing it. Just keep doing it. Even if you don't want to, it's like running. I don't, wouldn't, I don't get running, but people love to do it and they just get up and do it. I don't, but somebody does, right? Art's no different. You just got to get up and do it. And don't be afraid of what other people think because it doesn't matter. It's what you think. Feed your soul. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Belle. This was so fabulous to chat with you and to hear about all the things that you're doing. Um, I'm wishing you so much luck and success on your new journey. I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen as you become involved with all of these things. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. It's been wonderful to chat with you girls. Thank you for joining us here at Outside Inside Radio and listening to this episode. We appreciate your support and you can find out more about us at www.prisonartscollective.com. Until the next time.